Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Blog Talk Radio. Podcast. I'm your boy, Just Ray. Uh, just want to like let you guys know uh, if you can subscribe to our to our page, comment, uh, call in, tell a friend, share it, uh, add us on Instagram, Twitter, and I think we might have another channel. Kind of forgetting, but it's okay. We're gonna roll with it. Tonight we have a very special guest, celebrity numerologist Michelle Arbo. Hello, Miss Arbo. How are you doing tonight? I'm pretty good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, so uh, without further ado, I'm not going to do the full-on intro for you because you're just so fabulous. Uh, tell everybody <laughs> who you are and then start with all the Q&A stuff that we usually go through. Well, I mean, you can tell them who I am, but uh, I guess I will. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess it's a little backwards, a little backwards here. But, okay, so, yeah, I'm, uh, I guess, the fabulous uh, celebrity numerologist, Michelle Arbeau. I've been doing the numbers for about 25 years, and okay. I've never been – I always joke I've never been wrong, right? But it's not really me. It's the science of numbers that's never wrong. So literally, um, when I first moved from Canada, I got the 01, which is – I call it the Justin Bieber visa because it's for extraordinary individuals. So I had to prove I was top in my field. So I have that claim to fame, but – I really, you know, I see myself as more of a translator of the message rather than being the the one that's the right one. It's it's the system that's because it's math, it's science, it's quantum physics, right? So I've had right. the opportunity to work with so many people throughout the 25 years. I mean, I've been really blessed to be able to do, um, you know, high-end brands, celebrities, regular folks, you know, you name it. I've met them all. It's just, you know, just random occurrence. Just uh, all kinds of um, synchronicities. It's just been really fun. Okay, so let's back up. So, with your origin story, like you're from Canada, like what what were you doing before you decided to go into the field, and when was the epiphany where you're just like, oh, numbers, damn, I get this. <laughs> like, what when, when did that happen? <laughs> well, you know, I'm kind of a, I guess atypical Capricorn, because I am a Capricorn, but I have a Scorpio moon, so I'm kind of a little bit of a wild child anyway, but I started off mm-hmm. corporate banking HR, which is totally kind of, I mean, it is numbers, but it's kind of the polar opposite of what I'm doing now, which is entrepreneurial, it's 
you know, winging it by the seat of my pants kind of thing, you know, when you're an entrepreneur. But I really hated corporate because I was uh, I was really good at it, but I really couldn't stand the office politics and all that jazz. So, you know, after university, college, I got into the corporate world and thought that's where I was going to be at. But I guess the universe had something better planned for me because growing up not spiritual at all, not religious, nothing. I had nothing to go by. I started dreaming in numbers every night around the age of 22, 23. So not having anything to go on, I'm thinking, what in the heck are these dreams about? Like, why am I having these crazy dreams where I could see numbers on people, doors, street signs, you know, everywhere in my dreams. So I would wake up and write them all down in the morning and think, what in the heck is going on? So after about three months, I started doing some research and found numerology. And so I decoded all of these sequences, and they were actually answers to all of the challenges and issues that I had been facing, that I was facing at the time, and, the, and looking ahead to the future as in guiding me as to what to do next. So I was just completely floored, flabbergasted. But, you know, hindsight is twenty twenty. So looking back, I always had a photographic memory for numbers and just numbers. So if someone gave me an address or a phone number or something like that, or if I got a new bank card, I'd always just remember it. But it was just numbers. And then in middle school, I was put in enriched math because I was – bored with the regular program. So numbers were kind of my thing anyway. But there's a lot of people out there who see numbers, and I guess that's how the universe speaks to them more so than maybe images or things like that. So uh, if you're drawn to numbers, then you could be more of the that kind of person. But for me, I really see numbers as almost like things or entities. It's really kind of a, you know, proof in the pudding that it's my gift and my purpose. So did you know that this type of thing existed, or did you just, just fall into it? No, I didn't. Like I said, I, I grew up not spiritual. My mother didn't take me to church. I didn't have any, you know, uh, I guess, background with the whole metaphysical stuff at all. I mean, there wasn't any anything in my world that I could gauge it from or gauge it against. And so, yeah, it was all new to me. I mean, other than the numbers, I mean, I worked in banking, so I, I definitely knew about numbers. But in that way, no, I had no idea. I mean, it was all a new system to me. But I caught on so quickly that I self-taught, and then I just jumped in with both feet. I said, to heck with this whole corporate thing. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go teach this because this is something that is going to – bust people's lives wide open because every time I would do the numbers for somebody or, you know, calculate their date of birth and show them who they were, it was always right. It was like bang on and they'd be so excited because I'd be giving them all the answers they needed. It was like a roadmap or a blueprint of their life. It was just incredible. So, you know, I kept doing it over and over and it just word got around, word of mouth, and then it just snowballed from there. So I ended up moving across, went across Canada, It just, and then I got to Calgary. I got a lot of media, and then I got a manager, interviews, you name it. It just went from there. Okay, so, but, all right. You know, there's a turning point in everyone's, like, career when things, like, just really just get real, like, like you were saying. Yeah. Like you went from different places in Canada, and then you brought, came to the, to 
the states, like, when did it really get real for you? Like, when was your first, like, real, like, gig or first reading? When was that, and when were you just like, oh, this is it for me. I'm done. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, what happened was I, I started out kind of naming myself more as an intuitive numerologist, and I, I didn't like the name because it was like the turban-wearing psychic type energy, and that wasn't me. I'm very, I was very practical back then, so I always found myself explaining, okay, you know, this is what it means, and people would be like asking me, you know, what does that, what, what exactly is that title? So I, I hated it. So what I ended up doing, being in the East Coast and having a really kind of traditional type community and upbringing, people would come to me, but the word of mouth wasn't picking up as fast as I wanted it to because everyone would come to me for a session, but then they'd be, you know, don't tell anybody I was here kind of thing because they didn't want it to get back to the, the nine to five, you know, grind people that, you know, it was just regular life back in the East coast. So there was nothing taboo and people didn't want to be associated with that. So I ended up, taking a drastic step and I sold my house, everything in it and left yeah. and went across Canada. Yeah. It was, you know, I remember sitting in the basement of my house cause it was a three story. I'd flipped two other houses to get that house and it was a big house. It was on an acre lot, you know, detached or attached garage, sorry, two, two car garage, three stories. But I remember sitting in the basement thinking, wow, like, what did I just do? Because I have this box in front of me, and that's really the gist of what I had was clothes and a couple boxes. And so it really dawned on me, wow, I just did this. So I went across Canada. There was a friend that I had in Calgary, which is literally from the East Coast to Calgary is like 90% across Canada because the next province is British Columbia, which is the final province. But I stopped in Calgary, Alberta which is just above Montana. And uh, she had been living there for a while, so I stopped there. And it wasn't even two weeks into me staying there. And I had already taken down my website. I kind of rebranded myself to nothingness. Like, I just took it all down because I was like, who am I? Like, what am I doing here? You know, what, what, is, what is it that I'm trying to create? Because I wasn't happy with what I was doing. I liked the numbers, but I wasn't happy with all the stuff that I had branded for myself because it was all branded around what other people told me I should be. So once I took it all down, I was kind of nothing and no one. And when I got to Calgary, that's what I felt like. I was nothing and no one, and I was redoing everything, starting over. So within two weeks, CTV Morning Live called me, the producer. And CTV Morning Live is like a national show that's like Fox. Or, or like one of your morning shows it's across every province and every major city so this particular branch of it was in Calgary and they called me and they said we know you're a numerologist and we'd love to have you on the show to talk about I think it was the 1111 thing or Mercury and Retrograde I can't remember what the first interview was but I was floored because I didn't know how in the heck, first of all, they knew I was in Calgary and how they knew I was a numerologist because everything was down. I mean, at the time, there really wasn't social media that was, you know, to speak of. So it wasn't like they could find me there either. So long story mm-hmm. short, they they had me on and I did such a good job. They had me on again and again. And then I got breakfast television because they got wind of the fact that I was on there and I, I killed it. I did a good job. And 
because I was so good at live TV and I never screwed up, they kept giving me more segment time. And it just kept going and going until I reached out to um, my manager, who I have now, and said, you know, I'm I'm doing this, and I have two books that are are coming out. They're they're being published because I had already wrote those books before I left um, the East Coast. So long story short, she took me on as a client, and then ended up getting me my first celebrity interviews, which were the Twilight Vampires. There were a few of them. And so I went to L.A., did those, and it it just kept going from there. I mean, once you get one, you get more. Same thing with the, with the um, you know, interviews or, or the celebrity um, readings. You just keep getting them once you get one. It's so much easier to keep going. So it just, it just flowed after that. That was, that was the turning point was when CTV Morning Live called me and said, hey, we want you on the show. Wow. Okay, so during that time as you were doing, going through all that, did you ever run into competition? And who was it if you had any? Um, you know, there's not a lot of competition for me, which is good, but the, there is one lady in particular who has been doing it longer than I have, which is Glynis McCann. And, you know, I, I don't know if she's listening to the show or she will be, but she ended up actually taking, and that's, that's the point actually when I switched over to celebrity numerologist, because... Once I had the celebrity interviews, I thought, okay, well, you know, I, I hated the other name, so I, I might as well just go for it and use it. And my manager agreed. And so this woman actually later, quite a few years later, actually, I think it might have been five or six years later, she rebranded herself as a celebrity numerologist as well, and she did it on Twitter. And yeah, so she's and I actually contacted Twitter saying, "Hey, listen, you know, I've been using this for years, and this woman just so I hear she has a bad attitude, and she was on Doctor Phil, but wasn't invited back ever again. So, so oh. I, I really don't have a lot of competition, not not to speak of, because my accuracy rate is so high, uh, and I've been proven top of my field. There's really nobody that can surpass what I've done or what I." have accomplished and, and what I can do for people. All right, so we're going to kind of get into, like, you being in California. What brought you here? And then, like, maybe your clientele, like, while you were here. Well, I, I was traveling back and forth already doing different conferences and events and, and all kinds of different things. So coming from the East Coast, um, that that was in the beginning. I was, I was starting to do that right in the East Coast as well. And when I moved to Calgary, it was a little shorter of a flight, of course. It was like 12 hours to come from the east all the way to L.A. And then coming from Calgary, I think it was closer to three hours. But it just made sense for me to be here. Being a celebrity numerologist, my clients were here. I was working on getting bigger brands. Like I ended up getting a Chanel event, and I did such a great job. They referred me to J.J. Abrams' Christmas party for Bad Robot, and and I just kept getting all these things like a guest spot on the History Channel with the Human Calculator guy, and just just word of mouth got around, and and it was here. So, and I just loved it here. Like I I visited before, even this whole career thing took off, and I just felt like it was my home. I felt like somehow I knew intuitively I was going to be here. So. It ended up being that way, but um, I just knew. 
Okay. So, all right. So let's talk about your books um, before we get into the other, the the more juicier part of the the conversation. What your two books like? What inspired you to write them? Like, and what were you hoping the reader got out of your books? Both of my books, you know, it's so weird because they literally wrote themselves. It was like a download. I, I still feel to this day that the books are somebody else's books. As in, I know this sounds like airy fairy, woo woo, psychic, you know, type thing, but literally, I would wake up in the night sometimes with like several chapters in my head, and then I would have to write them all out because it just came from nowhere and. Um, they were written back to back. I literally spent about four months locked away and wrote those books. And they actually did come out different publishers, but they came out a month apart in the same year. So one came out on December or November 11th, sorry, and the other one was December 8th of the same year. So what inspired me to write them really was when I was doing the numbers, I I realized that you can also convert words to to the numbers and figure out what you're saying and what you're expressing with the words that you speak, which was really something that just, like, blew my mind even more because I realized with humans, we're really the only species that can communicate consciously through language and words. So with that, I mean, that's how we create our reality, right? That's how we are able to differentiate ourselves from the instinctual mammals and species that are on the planet. We don't live on instinct. We create our reality moment by moment through the thoughts we think, through the things we write and the things that we speak, which are all words. So that's when it just started to flow. It started to come out of me. And everyone was saying, well, Michelle, you're a numerologist. Why aren't you writing the numerology book first, which is the second book, which is kind of a guide numerology but I, it, it just felt so important that I had to get this first book out there to get people aware of the fact that what you're using when you talk about something or you, you you know you could be let's say trying to use the law of attraction which I think the secret did an okay job with it but they missed the action part because you could be thinking about that that Bentley that you want and you're imagining driving it and you're, you know, all that stuff that they say to do. But what are you doing today, tomorrow, the next day, the next day, the next day to make that happen? If you're not doing anything and you're not making you know, an effort, you're not going to get that. I mean, it's just the way it's, so they, they miss the action step. So with, with the whole words thing, it really is part of the action process because if you're going around all day with negative thoughts, and you're, you know, you stub your toe and you say, I'm so stupid or I'm an idiot or it undermines your whole energy and it makes you vibrate to a lower frequency, which therefore undermines all the things you're trying to manifest. So watching what you say, and I always say in the book, make, make a list of the common words you use every day and see how many are negative and how many are positive and start changing them. So similar to like that scientist, uh, what's his name, uh, Masaru Emoto? He was he was talking mm-hmm. to the water and yeah. the crystals of the the, the anatomic structure would change the way he would speak to it. The I don't know, it seemed like it was happier or something because of that. Yeah. He spoke certain words like he spoke love to something. It would it's 
structure would change. We spoke like right. negative words to think change it would like break apart or something to that nature. Right, because it's really quantum physics. It boils down to string theory, which is saying that everything in existence is not matter, solid matter as we once thought, but actually frozen or slowed down light particles, which is energy. So if you think about how energy flows, it can be molded and shaped, but energy can never be destroyed. So that's the thing when we talk about words or anything in existence. And, and that's why I emphasize words is because that's how humans create, is that they have a particular frequency as well. Everything does. So when we decode a word, we can say, okay, this is what I'm bringing into my stratosphere. This is the energy that I am focusing on when I use this word every day. You know, there's there are people out there who cuss every day and you know they're saying these swear words what does it mean what are they doing to their energy you know or if they're putting themselves down like I told you you stubbing your toe and saying I'm an idiot or what are you saying to yourself like what what are you doing to your own vibration because it can be modified and molded but can never be destroyed so how are you shaping yourself day to day moment by moment by the thoughts that you're thinking, which are words, by the things that you're writing down, which are words, and the things that you're saying to yourself and to others, which are words, language. So that's why I wanted to get that book out so quickly is because it was so important. It just felt so vital that people needed to hear that. And it's actually still, after 10 years, the number one, it's still on the page, um, on my publisher's page in my category on page one for the bestsellers. Hmm. So it's still, you know, people are still getting, you know, excited about the whole converting that because that's that really amplifies the law of attraction. It really does. Okay, so what's the name of the book again so the audience knows? It's called The Energy of Words, Use the Vibration of Language to Manifest the Life You Desire. Okay, and it's available on Amazon too, right? Yes, Amazon, Llewellyn, um, Llewellyn Books. I, I think their site is just Llewellyn.com. Anywhere books are sold, Barnes & Noble, you name it. It's just type it in or type my name in and you'll find it. Oh, yeah, that's right. You know what? I was I was leafing through your IG and I saw that you signed a book and you actually met a fan of yours. And they were from Colorado, yeah. but they were here out here at the Grove. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah, no, I've I've met a few people over the years who recognize me or wanted my autograph. Those are fun things. I mean, fun experiences. And it, it just gives me, I guess, a sense of accomplishment because I put in so much work over 25 years. It's nice to see that people recognize and appreciate what I've done for people because really it's all in the name of helping other people and inspiring other people because what I do on a daily basis when I'm doing numbers is showing people their truth and and you know I always said I would love to do that to for homeless people or go to a maternity ward and say hey listen you know this is the energy that your baby has and and how to best guide that child to you know, not give it a hard time if it's an 11 like Kanye West who's going to be all over the place until he's about midlife, you know, kind of thing. So that's the thing. I mean, I would love to do that for even prisoners. Um, I've looked at doing something like that, which I, I'm actually pursuing that right now because that's something that I think is important. When I first moved here, I couldn't believe how many prisons you guys had. And 
you know, in Canada, we don't have that many because we don't have handguns. So that's another reason. But. Wow. Okay, so let me before we get into the number part of it, so what would you say to a person that's like, they don't really use words in negative sense, but they know how to catch themselves. Is that okay? Yeah, so when I talk about it in the book, I say, you know, write down a list of your negative words and, you know, whatever words you're speaking and then try to change them out. So it's practice makes perfect. I mean, if you slip up, we're all human, it's fine. But just work on replacing those words with different words. So maybe you might want to put them on, let's say, sticky notes, put them on your mirror in the bathroom, put them in your car, put them where you're going to see them at work and just continue to change out these words. So if you're talking about this guy with the water and he's speaking different vibrations of words to his water and it's changing, think about what that's doing to your energy when you're changing out these negative words. It's changing your whole entire structure, your whole energetic frequency, which is for the better in, in, the, in the positive direction, in the direction that you want to go in. So you need to look at what words you're saying and what words you want to add to your vocabulary. Okay. Okay. That sounds good. All right. So numerology. Um, what is the layman's definition of numerology? How would you – what's your elevator pitch for it if somebody asks you what it is? I don't like the word numerology because, to me, it's, it sounds like the turban-wearing psychic, right? So I like to call it mm-hmm. the science of numbers because, really, mm-hmm. that's what it is. Pythagoras, who was considered the father of numerology, was the one who had discovered numerology way back when. So it is based on mathematics. It's based on the numbers 1 to 9 and 0, which is exactly what mathematics is based on. So that's why it's okay. never wrong. It's always right because we have those base numbers in mathematics as well. So 2 plus 2 is always going to be 4. There's no gray areas like astrology or tarot or anything like that. You, you get the answer you're going to get, and that's who you are, and that's your frequency. So let's say you're a 4 or you're a 3. That's who you are, and, and the characteristics within your date of birth, each individual number, it, their characteristics and, and qualities and strengths that you possess. So, yes, we can change it because, again, I said energy can be molded and shaped. So let's say we have a weakness where we're missing a number. Let's say you're missing a two or you're missing a three uh, of those base numbers. Then you want to fill in the blanks. You want to work on those weaknesses, those weak areas. Is there a way – okay, so we got that as a basis. Is there a way to make it even more simple? Can we go like can we go from zero, one, two, three, and like what each of those numbers signifies or or represents? Can we do that? Yeah, we can, I mean definitely oh, okay. Yeah, sure. I mean the base okay. numbers, just like in mathematics, we can look at zero, which zero is more of a symbol or a placeholder because if we take 2 plus 0, it's going to be 2. If we say 2 minus 0, it's going to be 2. So it really doesn't do anything in math except for the placeholder. So, yes, we have that in numerology, but when we work with the numbers, we don't necessarily use it. So then we go to 1. 1 is the first physical number. It is the number of verbal self-expression. It is the ego number. It's the standalone number because 
it, it's not divisible by any other number. But it's also considered the pioneer, the trailblazer, the number of new beginnings. And then we have the two. Two is more passive. It's basically the opposite of one because one plus one is two, so it's double that. Two is very intuitive. It's very, um, like I said, passive, submissive. It is. It can be dualistic in the negative. It, it's. Um, think about all the kids who are born 2000 and later. They're all supposedly autistic or, or lazy or passive. And it's not that. It's because they have the two which is very submissive and it knows how to be. It's just it's just a very supportive energy. And then we have a three next. Three is what I am. I'm a number three. Three is the number, the first mind plane number. It's the number of imagination and memory. And it is the number of inspiration. It's the social butterfly. It's also the number of unity. And, yeah, it's just a very positive, upbeat number. Um it's all about inspiration. And then we have the four. Four is like the square and it's four sides, which is foundation. It's very much about structure, changing your foundation, building your foundation, that kind of thing. And then five, five is the number of the heart and emotions. And on the chart, actually, five links all the other numbers. So five is, is a really special number because it, it does connect them all. So if you think about the heart, uh, the fact that without a heart we're, you know, not human and we wouldn't live without a heart, it, it does connect everything. So it's a, you know, it's a really unique and beautiful energy. A lot of actors, a lot of people who are in the creative arts, it's actually called the expressive artist because a lot of people who want to express soulfully or emotion-driven uh, type expression, whether they're writers, actors, dancers, singers, performers, there are usually fives. There are a lot of fives in that category. Then we have six. Six is the number of creativity and creative expression. It it is, you know, a lot of people think six of six is the, you know, the devil number or what have you, but really it's not. It can be because it's the number of extremes. It has a very strong negative and a very strong positive side. So it really boils down to the fact that as humans, we create. But what do we create? Do we create peace or do we cre- create war? I mean, it's a very strong um, energy because of that, because it's the number of creativity. And then we have a seven. Seven is the number of truth. It's a truth seeker, the deep philosophical number of truth. So if you think of seven, the seven chakras, you know, that kind of thing, it's a very spiritual number. A lot of churches are actually just coincidentally or not coincidentally, maybe more synchronistically, built at a seven address or an address that adds to seven more so than any other address. And it's because people are are drawn to locations that have that energy because it's it wants you to go within. It wants you to be that, you know, deep philosophical energy. So it's an interesting phenomenon. And then also eight. Eight is very doubtless. The word God, and, and, you know, I'm not religious, like I said, but we are God-like creators. We create our own reality. So the word God actually adds to an eight, which is is very doubtless. It's very independent, very um, wise. It's a number of wisdom and knowledge. It is... um, 
very very much related to four, but the higher vibration or octave of the four. Because four is about building, building foundation, and building things in life. But then eight is about doubtless wisdom and just knowing and having that doubtless knowing. So that wow. eight is, is a very significant number as well. And then we have nine. A lot of people say nine is like the be-all, end-all, like the... The, the beginning and the end and really it is because we get to nine and where do we go again we go back down to one so with nine nine symbolizes the end of a cycle and a lot of times uh, houses that people are retired in they tend to gravitate towards houses that add to a nine because it does have that end feeling or that that dreamer's feeling because it's the most active mental number as well so people are tangent thinkers or, or dreamers in a nine and it, it definitely symbolizes the end of a cycle it is the highest change number as well because of that fact because we get to the top of the, the octave so to speak so we go one two three four five six seven eight nine and that's the top of the game right so we have high change on every level when we have a nine energy and then we go back down to one again and so that's that's the cycle it's cycles of one to nine in numerology Oh, okay. So the zero doesn't really even count. Like I said, it's a symbol. It's more of a... So let's say someone had a date of birth that was... They were born in 2000. So the more zeros that you would have, because zero also symbolizes spirituality and spiritual awareness, because it's that loop, that, that you know, infinite loop, that... Um, Someone born in 2000 would also have that intuitive too, but they'd also have three zeros, which would make them very intuitively aware and, and very much interested in spirituality or the inner self. So that's that's how we look at zero within the numerological system. Okay, so the questions as far as numbers, like what do you think of like the COVID year, the 2020 2021 what are the coincidences of that or that you found (laughs) well first of all 2020 was a four which i just told you the four was the foundation shifting number so it really shook up our foundation let's just say that obviously i mean look what we went from to yeah and you know we just changed our whole way of life our whole way of existence so the you know last year was about foundation shifting and, and rebuilding, revamping our foundation, which is exactly what we did. And now that we're in 2021, it's a five, and five, thank goodness, is much more free flowing, and it's about career. But it's not this time around. It's as a global energy, people are being called to find their path and purpose. It's not just about a job, which I you know, I used to call it a job because. I never wanted to go back to a regular job. But um, it's not about that. It's about being called the post now. And I think a lot of people who are left after the dust settles do have global purposes. They do have something bigger that they feel that they need to accomplish. And they're being called now. They feel like there's something they have to do. And it's because we're in a five-year, which is all about career and finding that thing that you're supposed to be focusing on and doing in this lifetime. Wow. Okay. So, after the years, are there any coincidences that you have found that the common person that's studying your or studying neurology would not have known? 
Are there any, like, number sequences that you're just like, oh, shit, like they blow you away? Well, you know, the 11-11, this whole phenomenon with people saying 11-11, and I don't like to really talk about it much because I, I don't want to give away the secret, but because it's in my book, my next book, The God Frequency, but, you know, there's a lot of theories out there as to why, you know, make a wish, all these things that they say to do, and really, it's much more simple than that, because if you look at 11, and for example, they say the Christ consciousness has returned. And, you know, biblically speaking, they said Christ would come again or he would return. And people in the religious sectors have been waiting for this. And even in the New Age groups, people have been waiting for this whole Christ consciousness. The word Jesus adds to 11. So if you say 11-11, it means the Christ consciousness has returned. So that's my belief in the whole thing. How does, how does the name Jesus add up to 11? How did you even do that? So you, there's actually, if you take the alphabet, and this works with many alphabets, by the way, and it's very, very interesting that it all coincides. I mean, if you use the word love or amour, you know, which is in French, they mean, diff- they, they add up to a different value, but they mean culturally what love would mean to the U.S. versus France. So let's say, for example, if you take the alphabet, you're going to say A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, which is nine numbers. So you're going to say one is A, B is two, C is three, all the way up to you get to nine, and then you go back down again. So once you're at I, J is one, K is two, and so on and so on until you get to the end. So when you're looking at words, you're assigning numerical values based on that algorithm. So let's say J is a 1 for Jesus, you know, uh, E is a 5, uh, S is a 1, U is a 3, and S is a 1. So when you add it up, it's 11. So what it's saying, in essence, is Jesus has returned, but it's not a person, it's uh, an energetic frequency. Hmm. Wow. Okay, so what's in the is this kind of stuff in your coursework yes my fourth level I have done the advanced numerology I did have for many years I had just the three levels but I added the fourth which is the advanced numerology because people were requesting it because we had such um, you know advancements with people seeing number sequences and wondering what the heck was going on and what they mean and how to decipher them so I, you know, I added a whole other level, but I've had that course for many, many years, and it's done really well. It's sold really well. People really love it because it's – I did it really in a practical format that people can understand and, and digest because there's a lot of numerology books out there that are very confusing. I mean, I don't think that the average person could just pick up a, any old numerology book and learn it the way that I have taught it for years because I really wanted people to get it and and so I walked them through it the way that I would want to be walked through it the way that I was walked through it myself when I self-taught so that's you know that's one of the compliments that I got throughout the years was that it was so easy to understand and follow that people really didn't have any questions so they they loved it I mean and they get certificates after each level which people love as well, and then they're able to, because I'm the top numerologist in the world, 
unable to give them the credentials to say that they are a master numerologist at the end. So that's uh, another reason people love the course is that they can go out and teach it. They can go out and do what I do with it. Wow. So how many people do you, have you counted how many people have taken your course and you've given certificates to? You know, I have a running list of it, and there's thousands. I mean, over the years, for 25 years, I mean, I really built that probably in year two of of doing what I was doing. I mean, once I regrouped and, and the snowball started rolling down the hill, that's when I created it. So I've had it for so long that I, you know, there are many, many people out there. I've actually started a registry so that people who all, all of my students can start registering. The website's not complete yet, but it, it will be soon, where people can register and say, yes, I've taken the course, and I'm registered in an official registry as a master numerologist because there isn't one out there. What? Oh, my gosh, you're creating like a Jedi school for numerologists. Yeah, well, they can, you know, they they can use the credentials NN after their name, which is Master Numerologist. So that's the other bonus of being registered with the registry. Wow, and and when you when you do the course, is it like is it interactive? What they can email you, or what is how does that even work? Is it just like one of these? You know, there, there's a lot of these courses that that people are giving away, or not giving away, but they're selling. Is it, is, is it that type of format, or is it like a book and you just download the binder and do – how does it work? Because I'm sure people are going to want to ask you. There's a, there's several ways. First of all, you can get it as all PDF. So the workbook pages, the whole manuals. I mean, the manuals are about 45 pages each, each level, wow. somewhere around there. And I also did it as a video series, so you can have it as a webinar slash video series. And okay. also people have in the past requested to have it printed as well. So I do have covers for it where it can be bound and have an actual manual sent to you. So there's several different options. And, and email support is always there. So if someone has a question, um, I mean, within reason, you know, you, know, you can't. <laughs> I mean, I do put it in detail with the uh, new student letter so they see that this is how many times um, during your course you can email for support and how long it's going to take to get a response and all that jazz. So it's it's in your new student letter. Whoa, wow, that's that's very uh, that's intense. This is like more than I thought it was going to be. There's like a course you can get, you know, registry, and then you can just go and just do your thing. Like what? Okay, here's a question. What are the ethical and non-ethical practices for doing numerology, or are there any? Well, I mean, with any kind of guidance system, whether it be just regular therapy or doing numerology, you're you're guiding people. You have your their hands your hands around their life, so it's like you you can give them bad information and guide them in the wrong way, which is not something you want to do and some people may be unethical and do something like that or manipulate somebody into paying more money to fix a problem that they don't necessarily have but with me and and dealing with my students I always with the course they have to show me 
physical sample readings that they've done for people with each level so they know that what they're doing and how they're presenting their work is ethical and appropriate. Not to say that they won't go on to do something else that's not appropriate, but with myself, I'm always giving them the truth. I'm never sugarcoating it or giving any false information. It's always what you see is what you get, and that's what I give them. Whether whether they like the truth or they don't, that's what they're going to get. Oh, wow. Just like that. Like, take it or leave it. You called me to get the truth, not like to that's right. tell you that's right. Because so. <laughs> It's logic. Like, numbers is logic. It's not not an irrational number. It's like one through nine. That's what it is. Take it or leave it. Right. You call. You call. You set yourself up for that. So That's right. That's what we're doing. That's right. And and so I just say, here's the energy that you have. What do you want to do with it? Because these are the options that you have. You can create other options, but this is really who you are and what talents and gifts and skills and traits and qualities and characteristics, all of that stuff, personality that you came in with. And you don't necessarily have to be that that energy sequence forever. You can work on changing that. Because I said, remember, you can mold and shape energy, but you can't ever destroy it. So that's the beauty of numerology is that you're, it's not set in stone. It's not like you have a, you know, you're cursed forever with these issues. You can work on this stuff, and that's what I help people it's with more as well. Like a, a healthy gauge. It's kind of like a gauge that he's like, okay, here's where you are. You can choose it's like to a go blueprint. here, or you can go here. It's up to you, but this right. is where you're at right now. <laughs> right. It's like it's like a blueprint for a house. Like when you have a blueprint for a house, then you start filling it in with all the decorations. Like, what, what do you want for paint, and what do you want the cupboards to look like, and what do you want? So that's really what it is. It's like I'm giving them the blueprint, and they can start filling in. The, the intricate details of what they want to do with that energy. Nice. That, that's that's dope. I like that. Wow. Uh, okay, so audience, between now and the next show, we have two copies of Michelle's book, The Power of Words. If you No, DM, the energy of words. <laughs> energy of words, sorry. Oh, sorry. The energy of words. Okay. If you yeah. if you DM me in on Instagram or if you send me a message on Twitter, the first two people to send me a message will get a, a autographed copy of her book, and we'll just get that out to you. So I'm just gonna put that out there. If you guys take me up on the offer, cool. If not, well, you're lost on like making uh, things better or just learning about you know, what she's got going on, because it seems great. It's like a good guiding point for anybody who wants to do self-improvement. Uh, so, uh, Ms. Arbo, uh, do, what do, you, do you have any other projects coming up outside of what you got or uh, any new Yeah, books? actually I do, yeah, but right it? now it's kind of hush-hush. It's a, it's a really big okay. project, so um, it'll be announced soon, but it's, it's something that is a culmination of my life's work. So it's definitely very exciting, and I can't wait to share it with everyone. But uh, I'm always working on something, of course. You know, it's that's just me. I guess I'm the, Cap- the Capricorn part of me is always having to need a thousand projects on the go, or I'm not happy. So okay, so where so where could people uh, find you if they want to get to the course or they want to ask you more questions outside of the 
the show? Where, where should they meet you? Well, that's real simple because everything that I have pretty much is under Michelle Arbo. So michellearbo.com, but it's Michelle with two L's. And my last name, because it's French-Canadian, is spelled a bit differently than it is in the U.S., which is A-R-B-E-A-U. So michellearbo.com or michellearbo anywhere, just Google my name, and you'll find me wherever. I mean, I get around. (laughs) So even my handle for... Twitter, for Instagram, it's all just Michelle Arbo. I kept it simple, to the point, and, uh, you know, like I said, I get around, so you'll find me pretty much anywhere. And as we close out, uh, the name of your books that are that are out and available at Barnes & Noble's and Amazon, the titles are again? The Energy of Words and The Power of Numbers. Okay. So that you kind of get the two mixed up. And then I have another one coming out with Llewellyn, the, the God Frequency which also has a documentary behind it. So that's another project I'm working on after this other big project comes out. Okay. Sounds good. All right, uh, Michelle, thank you so much for your time and for uh, coming on to the show. Oh, one last thing. What is something that you would like to leave us with, like five points from uh, learning about numerology and things? What was like five things you would leave for people? Or do you have five? Mm -hmm. I don't know if I have five. You know, I just I'm just really passionate about the fact that people who see numbers should should always pay attention because they're messages and they need to decode those messages. It is not just a random occurrence that you're seeing these things. And if you're seeing repeated patterns, then it's the universe speaking to you. And I think that Pythagoras quote, "Everything lies well in numbers," is so true because. Everything in the universe can be counted, sorted, or measured using numbers. Wow. Counted, sorted, or measured. I never heard that one. Right. No, that's, that's interesting. Yes. It means counted, basically it's the language of the universe. Yeah. If you could pull back the fabric of the universe, it's digital code all the way. I mean, if you want the meaning or the secret to life, it's hidden in the numbers. And that and that kind of like coincides with music too. Music yes. has a rhythm. rhythm it's all so frequency. Patterns, frequency. Patterns create geometry, and that's a frequency. Right. Wow. That's the great equalizer is numbers. <laughs> Did you know the 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 pyramid? I saw this thing. It's a, one of the great pyramids. It has a g. Geological location, um, like a longitude, latitude, um, numerical sequence that is identical to the speed of light. Wow. Yeah, it's really awesome. I mean, there's just so many little things like that that just blow my mind. I mean, you can't deny the fact that there's power in numbers. There's something about them. Hmm. Wow. I. I did not know that. I'm going to look into that. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, uh, again, thanks again, and we will uh, follow up. And, again, giving away two free books to anybody that DMs me through Instagram or through Twitter, uh, an autographed copy, and that's going to be it. So thank you very much. Tune in next Wednesday. Uh, we don't know who our guest is going to be, but you'll know through our Instagram and our Twitter. And then, wait. I think we have had a question through the DM. Um, the number 23, 
want to ask you that one question, then I'll let you go free. <laughs> the number 23, what are your thoughts on that? Well, you know, the the number 23, Hitler was a 32-5. This is a 23-5, so 2 plus 3 is 5. So basically it's the opposite of the energy that Hitler was because this is the natural counselor. Oh. 23 has, yeah, it's the 5. I mean, it's the 5 frequency because if you add 2 and 3, it's 5. But if you break it down, we have the 2, which is the number of intuition and sensitivity. It's our intuitive side. It's our soul. Then we have the three, which is the number of inspiration and imagination. We use our imagination to create a reality. And so if you add the two and the three together, you get the five, which is the number of the heart and emotions, which is the passion that you put behind those ideas and that intuitive voice. So it's it's a very powerful number, and I know that there was a movie done on it and all that jazz, but yeah, it is an extremely powerful number combination because it really symbolizes the essence of human creativity and how we exist in the physical realm. Wow. Okay. Well, there you go. That's the number twenty-three for person that's asking on VMs. So there you go. All right. So. Uh, Michelle, again, lastly, I'm going to let's say thank you. And uh, we'll probably no have you on to, to talk about numbers. What? what was that? What? Oh, I just said no problem. You know, you said thanks for having me on, and I said no problem. I wonder, I'm thinking about maybe having a guest forum with people like uh, Dr. Iyer and you and talking with Vedic science and numbers, and then you guys having a, having a group session and conversation. That'd be cool, yeah. Okay, we might visit that. Okay, so that's it, everybody. Thank you very much, audience, and we'll we'll see you or hear you or you'll hear us next Wednesday at 8, Pacific Standard Time. That's it for Scatter Chatter, and we out. (laughs) 